Welcome to an old, old story. I'm Alan Elrod. When we originally set out to do this show, we had envisioned doing an episode on community, on how communal living looks, and on the idea of community and developing that as a theme. Unfortunately, schedules and other things got in the way, and we were unable to put an episode together. But we did commission our dear friend Layla Shelburne to write and record a piece for this episode, and we thought it was just too good to keep from you. So with no further ado, we bring you a mini-sode today, Layla's piece. Uh, We hope you enjoy it. Layla Shelburne. I was five when I met my first real best friend. Her name was Lubitsa, and she was Yugoslavian at the time. We both lived in a little town in eastern Uganda, in the foothills of Mount Elgon. And the way I remember it, we were inseparable from the moment we met. I don't think she knew very much English at all there in the beginning, but that was never much of a deterrent to us. We spent every moment possible together in those days. We rode bikes, spent hours watching Mr. Bean, and teased our younger brothers. I used to sleep over at our house whenever I could, and her family became like my family. Her mother's name was Snezhna, which means Snow White, and in my memory she deserves the name. She was beautiful. She used to cook these green beans in a clear sauce that I first thought looked awful. I tried it, though, out of courtesy and loved it. I loved everything she cooked. I remember the first time I ever took a bath at their house. Lubitsa's mom came into the bathroom when I was wrapped in a towel, and my first inclination was to be embarrassed. That passed, though, and I realized, it's okay. This is my family. Her mother is like my mother. I belong here. Ultimately, my fondest memories of this time are of the hours we spent sculpting tiny birds out of clay. We'd sit up on their second-story deck, gazing up at the sky in silent fellowship, following the motions of the graceful birds with our eyes, letting our hands shape the clay into lifelike forms. I'm sure that if I looked back at our sculptures now, I would find them crude and clumsy, the workmanship of five-year-olds. But in my mind, they're perfect. We didn't talk much during these times, but we understood each other. Our little community, two little girls, some clay, and all sorts of birds— all sitting on the balcony of a little house in East Africa, was beautiful. I loved her so much. This time didn't last long. When I was six, her family moved to the capital city, about four hours away from my town. Every time we went to the capital, I nagged my parents about going to visit them. Finally, we did, but nothing was the same. Their family acted cold toward us. Lubitsa seemed like she was frozen. A couple of times we started to have fun, but then she would back away from me and pretend like she didn't care. I was shocked and hurt. When we left, I asked my mom what was going on. She hesitated for a moment and then said sadly, Lubitsa's parents have been very hurt by some of the things that America has done in their country. A lot of people have died, and they blame Americans for it. Suddenly, my six-year-old self was filled with conflicting emotions. I felt angry and victimized and, above all, helpless. That wasn't my fault, I cried out. I didn't do any of that stuff, and neither did you or Daddy. We wouldn't hurt people. My mom hugged me, long and tight. I know, she said. And in that moment, I hated war. I hated greed and power and how they made people act in ways that separated little girls from their best friends. Years later, I found words to put with those ideas. The ideals of empire had invaded my sun-filled little world of fragile clay birds and quiet fellowship. I wish I could say that Lubitsa and I broke through the wall that separated us. That would have been a great story, but we didn't live it. We didn't transcend the violence of our respective backgrounds in favor of our communal peace. 
we didn't resist the hatred that poisoned the hearts of our countrymen? If we had, maybe we would have realized that community held together by love is always a greater good than empire propagated by the myth of redemptive violence. I don't think I even realized that that story was an option, though. I was surrounded by people who were largely unwilling to say that the political majority opinion was wrong. The idealization of America was conflated with a politicized version of Christianity. The message was clear to me. American Christians supported their government. We felt that God had destined us for riches and blessings, so we saw America's invasive economic practices as being not only justified, but righteous. We were blinded by cultural dominance and the myth of the moral majority. As Wendell Berry says of American Christianity, its idea of a Christian economy is no more or less than the industrial economy, which is an economy founded firmly on the seven deadly sins and the breaking of all ten of the Ten Commandments. We thought that we had a manifest destiny to spread democracy and freedom to the rest of the world, forcibly if necessary. And along the way, we had the divinely sanctioned right to ensure that our standards of living were among the highest in the world. So we cloistered ourselves away in palaces made of our ideals of individual liberties. We forgot that loving neighbor was our greatest duty to fellow man. We found ourselves more angered by rising gas prices than by systemic injustice. We convinced ourselves that we, who lived at the heart of the American empire, deserved the very best. Those who didn't like it, people like my friend Lubitsa, could clear out. We loved wealth over people and contract over covenant. And that is how we traded community for empire. This has been an old, old story. As always, our episode was created and produced by myself and Zachary Crow. Again, special thanks to Layla for her contribution today. We're working on one final episode, and we promise you it's going to be a doozy. It's the thing we've been building towards since the beginning of this show. And we hope you come back and join us for one more An Old, Old Story. <laughs>